Methylated B vitamins are kind of expensive, but before I was taking them, I just felt like I sort of fell victim to all these just like aches and pains and health woes, you know, and they just sort of made me less vulnerable to all of that. I would say if you're one of those people who feels like I'm just so sensitive to everything, why is something, why are things always going wrong in my body? First, look at your stress levels and second, get tested for that. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that nutrient deficiencies can be a big root cause for cellular compromise and hormonal imbalance. So what I wanted to do is invite my dear friend Gretchen Littaker back to the show. Now, she was just on the show about a month ago talking about the benefits of CBD oil on episode 103. But today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite supplements, which is magnesium, because magnesium is a girl's best friend. We are also going to be breaking down some of the most important nutrient deficiencies that many of us are struggling with and really have no idea that we're dealing with it. And lastly, we're going to share what supplements we are each personally taking on a daily basis. Although I will say that I'm probably not going to share my entire list because I do take a lot of supplements. Now, drum roll, please. I also want to let you know that I am planning to set you up for success in this episode because I created a top 11 supplements guide for hormone and cellular support. Now, I don't know about you, but I really love to have epic resources all in one place. And that is exactly why I curated this gorgeous guide. Now, you can find the guide with my top 11 supplements in the show notes for this episode, which is episode number one. 13. Now, I want to take a moment, as I always do, and celebrate you because your wins matter and they deserve to be celebrated. One particular healing rock star is Anna, and I'm excited to shout out her win that she just shared on Instagram about a couple of weeks ago. By the way, if you didn't know, Instagram is where I absolutely love to connect, and many of you have already figured that out because I get to chat with you on a day-to-day basis. You can find me at Dr. Marisa, that's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A, on Instagram, where I share all kinds of recipes and great information about hormone support. I think you're going to love connecting with me there. So here is what Anna had to say. I just wanted to tell you that your podcast is amazing and so informative. I have struggled with hypothyroid symptoms on and off for years with my TSH always considered quote unquote normal. Doctors are always telling me that I feel so crummy because I'm tired and I'm a busy working mama and it's normal to feel this way. Your most recent thyroid podcast confirmed that my lab results actually are not within normal range. Your podcast gave me the confidence and knowledge to take control of my health, and I'm going to be seeing a naturopathic doctor next week to get things back on track. Well, Anna, thank you so much for sharing your epic win, and I am so glad that you are loving the episode so far. You know, it takes a lot of bravery to advocate for your health, and I am so happy that you are taking that leap and getting the answers that you deserve. Let me tell you, I am holding space for your continued healing miracles, and if you're listening, Anna, I would love to gift you my Superwoman blend. Just go back to Instagram, holler at me, and I will get your address and send it to you right away. 
Now, fellow podcast listeners, I would love to shout you out too. You can reach out to me via Insta, Facebook, or simply review this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you love to plug into. That way, not only can I continue to support more women, but continue to educate women so that they become the CEO of their health, just like Anna. Now let's dive into this incredible conversation with Gretchen. But first, I want to sing her praises. Gretchen Lidecker is a writer, scientist, researcher, and former health editor of the hugely popular wellness site, Mind Body Green. That's actually where she and I met. She was my editor when, well, I still write articles for Mind Body Green, but she was my editor for quite some time. Now, she is the author of two books, CBD Oil Everyday Secrets and Magnesium Everyday Secrets. She has worked on the academic and clinical side of integrative medicine for many years, originally from Sedona, Arizona. She has her BS in biology and a master's degree in physiology, and she is all about alternative medicine. So I am so excited to bring her on. Let's welcome her. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Gretchen Lidecker. It's so great to have you back, girl. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long. We made it happen quick. <laughs> we did. You are so efficient. I love it. <laughs> and I'm so excited. This is actually, I've been waiting, like holding off on having other conversations about supplementation, talking about it myself because I knew I was bringing you back. And today we're going to be focusing on a, what we call, I think a major super player for women's hormone health and women's health and general health is going to be magnesium. But I also want us to touch upon nutrient deficiencies. And I know this is an area of focus for you. But before we get into the nitty gritty of supplements and why magnesium is the bomb.com, I want to know a little bit about your journey in supplements, not only as a researcher, but how they have shifted you in any particular way on your health journey. Yeah. I mean, honestly, supplements were sort of the start of my health journey. I started getting into them. Well, supplements and nutrition, I'd say. When I was in high school, I had really, really bad asthma. And I was one of those kids that was just like always catching everything. And I would go like get these, you know, upper respiratory infections that would have me in and out of the hospital. I'd be wheezing for weeks and just like, you know, on antibiotics, on steroids, which then, you know, those all have side effects. And basically my immune system was like, you know, for lack of a better word, in the garbage. And my freshman year of college, I started getting into, you know, I cut out dairy and that made a huge difference. And then started, you know, I got my vitamin D levels tested and I got tested for a couple other nutrient deficiencies. And I got tested for the MTFR mutation by a naturopathic doctor. And really like taking some targeted supplements is really what I credit like getting my health back on track. It wasn't everything, but it made a huge difference. Like my vitamin D levels, even though I was living in South Carolina, I was in the sun all the time, were like so low that even my naturopathic doctor said, if a conventional doctor had tested your levels, they would have told you to supplement because they were so low. Can we just take a moment and just, can we sell it? I mean, the fact that, that she has to point out that even yeah. a conventional doctor would have worried said that your vitamin level, your vitamin D levels were low. And we're not going to talk about, you know, necessarily lab levels today or anything like that, but, but just it's important. And you were, you were actually quite, you were still in your early twenties. You were quite young. Yeah. At the time. So yeah. it's interesting to think about 
when we can start to, we don't even think about a decrease in having a deficiency, a nutrient deficiency, probably until we're older, mainly because we're not even thinking about it at the time. But something that something that's really important to point out also that you were spending so much time in the sun and yet you were still extremely deficient. So as much as I wish that sunshine and not to say that sunshine isn't a power player, especially for the mitochondria, it's one of the most important things to be looking out for is a vitamin D deficiency. Right. Well, and also with, you know, sunscreen, an interesting article came out recently that, you know, kind of talked a little bit about how maybe like sunscreen is also doing a little harm when it comes to vitamin D. And I kind of, I, some, I kind of think that could be true. Like if you're, you know, I was born in the nineties, which was like, my mom lathered me in sunscreen every day before I left the house, like head to toe, because everyone was so scared of, you know, I grew up in Arizona. The sun is really bright. I grew up in the eighties girl. My mom was in coconut oil. On the- oh, no. <laughs> we were always on that reactive phase. Where we were burned up and we just like my mom slathered me with a ton of aloe vera from my grandma's little aloe vera plant. <laughs> it's fresh, we, yeah. We were That's the cautionary awful. tale for, for you. <laughs> you were. I'm so sorry. <laughs> funny. But yeah, so I don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah. Like I just there are just so many, I think there are so many factors of our modern life that are putting us at risk for these subtle nutrient deficiencies. And you know, maybe they're not you know, rickets level deficiencies, but they're subtle. And I think they affect our health in ways that are really noticeable. When you were pretty young, looking at your, your labs and being recommended supplements, did you feel, I mean, and not everyone always feels a shift, but did you feel a shift? I mean, clearly you had been dealing with asthma for, it seemed like a couple decades at that point, or maybe 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I felt a noticeable shift in, I started taking like vitamin D and zinc to try to sort of fend off zinc is really good for your immune system. Zinc deficiencies have been connected loosely to recurring respiratory infections and things like that. And I just started getting them less and less. And when I would get them, I would recover more quickly. And then a huge one for me was I would always get these terrible mouth ulcers, you know, like those really painful ones that you get on your tongue. And I started taking uh, the methylated B vitamins and like in two weeks, my mouth ulcers were gone and just, they never really came back. So like, I, I know people sometimes get discouraged with supplements where they're like, oh, I took it for three months. I didn't notice anything. Why would I pay for it? But I have definitely had experiences with supplements where I notice a benefit right away. Absolutely. Well, I think it's important to demonstrate that, you know, we're going to be talking about some really big power players today, like vitamin D and magnesium, where there are hundreds of reactions involved in them. And it's, it's not necessarily, you know, we think about when we, we don't have the right building blocks in the body, you know, fatigue, brain fog, moodiness, those are the types of things. And, and when it can be difficult to decipher, whether it's a building block issue, or if it's inflammation over here, Or if the building block is causing the inflammation, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily that a supplement's going to just, aha, change, change your world overnight or even in a couple of months. But if you're lacking that particular mineral or vitamin, best believe you have to have it to function. And so I think, you know, this conversation around those necessary building blocks, I think are so important because they they ultimately show up in with struggles in terms of our health and wellness. Totally. Absolutely. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about nutrient deficiencies and, you know, what are some of the most common ones that we need to be looking out for? And I would love to steer the conversation. As you know, this is a woman's health podcast. (laughs) You know, what are, what are deficiencies that we as women also should be looking out for? For me, number one is magnesium, not just because I had, I wrote a whole book on it and sort of learned all the ways that it impacts our health. But a lot of people are deficient in magnesium, magnesium, vitamin D, I think zinc is going to become more important. I think B vitamins are really, really important. And especially for women, the birth control pill depletes B vitamins, it depletes vitamin C and vitamin E, which are antioxidants. It depletes selenium, which is really good for your thyroid. So I think women really, there's a whole sort of spectrum of ones that are particularly important. Magnesium deficiency has also been connected to like, you know, severe menstrual cramps and taking magnesium for them seems to help. So, and I don't want to generalize, but I do also feel just like, because we go through this monthly hormone cycle, women's bodies are just so much more sensitive to those subtle differences, you know? Mm, I absolutely agree. Also, I think ferritin and iron are ones to be looking out for as well. It depends on the person, but I do see that pop up a lot, mainly because I'm working with oftentimes women who are dealing with an autoimmune condition and those two supplements or those two particular areas show up on the labs that need to be supplemented. It seems to me almost every lab that I look at these days, there's a deficiency here or there or multiple nutrient deficiencies. Why is it that, why is it, and I don't know if this is, you know, my guess is I feel like things have really shifted in the last couple of decades, but what are some of the things that you are seeing for the cause for why we are struggling with nutrient deficiencies? I mean, I mentioned birth control pills. Yes. That is a big one. So many women. I mean, I took the birth control pill from, you know, 15 to 22. And those are really, that's a long time. Those are like important years. That, but also other medications like antacids can leave you really deficient in B12, which is common. Steroids, even over-the-counter medications, I don't think we know quite enough about what those, you know, can leave us vulnerable to. Also, our food and our soil just at the end of the day does not have the nutrients that it used to have. So you know, in my book, I say, even if you're eating all like tons of magnesium rich foods, it might not be enough, you know, because it just doesn't have as much magnesium as it used to stress. Definitely like stress causes the body to gobble up, you know, its resources more quickly. It's like a Pac-Man. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> just eating all of it. I mean, talk about burning through as much as possible. I think stress just is like, is the fire that has you running through everything so quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also think the gut is playing a role. You know, I think leaky gut or gut imbalances, our microbiome being off, our inability to basically convert our food into into energy or breaking it down in an appropriate way. um, I think that's playing a role as well. And I think that stress lends to that too, but a lot of other things lend to that. Clearly medications and, and toxins lend to that. Yeah. You'll see, it's interesting. You'll see a lot sort of in the conventional medicine space, they'll say, you know, when they're talking about nutrient deficiencies, they'll say a nutrient deficiency, deficiency in this vitamin or mineral is very rare unless you have, you know, a gut issue, like a, you know, and it's sort of like, who doesn't have a gut issue now? (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, so, and they sort of define it as like, you have a serious gut issue that's been diagnosed, like ulcerative colitis, you know, IBD, 
you know, H. pylori, something that's really affecting your intestinal lining. But I think everybody has some leaky gut, you know? And so I think we're just, you're right. We're just not, even if we are getting them, even if they were in our food, which they're not as much as they used to be, it's hard for us to take that and actually utilize it. Absolutely. Well, and I think one of the things that we are not talking enough about is, you know, root cause for disease. And I'm clearly the gut plays a major role in a root cause, but also nutrient deficiencies are a root cause to a lot of diseases that are happening, um, especially hormonal imbalances. You know, I always tell women, that's the first thing I want you to look at is where may you be nutrient deficient in so that we can start to plug up those particular areas so we can get you back. And one of the most important supplements that I'm so excited that we're going to be talking about today. I'm sure we'll talk about some other ones as well. But one of the first things I have women look at is magnesium. And it's not like I'm just saying, hey, go go willy-nilly take magnesium, but let's go look and see what's going on there because it is involved in so many reactions inside of the body, over 500 if I'm correct. So how common are you seeing magnesium deficiencies in people and what are some of the symptoms that we can experience if we are we are deficient in magnesium? Unfortunately, magnesium deficiency is really hard to test for because most of your magnesium is in your tissues, in your bones. Like only I think 1% of your body's magnesium is actually circulating in your blood. So a blood, a blood test doesn't really, it's not like a vitamin D test that really t- gives you an accurate read of how much magnesium you have in your body. But estimates are like as high as 50% of people are probably deficient in magnesium. So it's a lot. And most of the symptoms, it's interesting, like they're very sort of subtle, but they all have this sort of common theme of hyper irritability disorders. So headaches, muscle spasms, hypertension, cramps, restless leg, you know, just, it's like your body is hyper irritable. It's spasmy. It's, you know, so, cause magnesium is sort of known as nature's relaxation mineral and it sort of works to do the opposite. It calms you down. Anxiety, migraines. It's really interesting because it is very sort of subtle, but really powerful as well. I feel like when women are taking or when people are taking magnesium for the first time or, you know, as a supplement, that one of the first things that they regain is energy. And definitely I've seen women, you know, their cramps are decreased. They don't feel as edgy, but definitely energy is a major player for, for people when they're starting to take magnesium. Is that something that you initially see as well? Definitely, which can sort of be counterintuitive for people because magnesium is also used for sleep and it's also used for relaxation. But like I have a whole section in my book about sort of magnesium and chronic fatigue and how it plays a really critical role in like the mitochondria, energy production and things like that. So that's definitely common. And I, I, I say that I'm a little bit uh, divided on IV nutrients. You know, I think these IV bars that are coming up where people go in for a hangover or they go in just for like a bunch, an IV of B vitamins because they feel like it. I, I think that's a little bit tricky. I'm not sure how I feel about them yet, but if I had like chronic fatigue or something that was really knocking me sideways, I would definitely try like a magnesium IV to see if it helped. Mm, Okay. So something to consider, but maybe try supplements first. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And is there, when we're thinking about, you know, clearly 
we're thinking about something like chronic fatigue and there's a lot of things that are potentially playing a role there, right? It could be an autoimmune response. It could be, you know, just, just a lot of stress in someone's life, but just could be a lot of things. You know, I'm thinking about chronic fatigue besides magnesium. Are there other supplements that you would recommend? You know, usually I'm recommending something like a CoQ10, basically ways to boost up mitochondrial function, anything else that you would recommend for someone dealing with chronic fatigue? I've read a bit about and talked to the people that are making the NAD plus supplements. And I think those are really interesting in terms of mitochondrial health, chronic fatigue, longevity, cellular health, things like that. So NAD plus is something to definitely consider. I also think glutathione is something maybe to consider. I Glutathione is one of the other supplements on my list of when I take glutathione, I feel measurably better like that day, you know? So that's a good one for me. Absolutely. And, and for those who don't know what glutathione is, it's, it's one of our super, super antioxidants. And it is such a power player for kind of cleaning up what's going on inside of our oxidative stress, pretty much in every cell in the body. And I do, I take liposomal glutathione every single day myself. Girl, I take a lot of supplements. <laughs> How many do you take, do you think? Oh my gosh. I think I take around at least 15. So I take, as you know, I've got, I have Hajimoto's thyroiditis. And so I take activated B vitamins. I take magnesium every single day. I take, take magnesium glycinate. And we'll talk about the different types of magnesium in a moment. I take ferritin. I take omegas. I take a multivitamin. Um, I take liposomal glutathione. I take a polyphenol blend. So I'm a big fan of antioxidants. My first book ever was a book on antioxidants. I've always been quite obsessed with polyphenols. But here's the thing. If you don't have a good, a good gut microbiome, you really can't absorb polyphenols. But that's a, that's a lot of supplements. So just be mindful about that. What else am I? I'm, oh, goodness. It's all kind of just... Maybe I haven't taken them today. Maybe I'm dealing with the brain fog. <laughs> <laughs> I take vitamin D3. I take I take vitamin K. So those are just those are just a sum of the vitamins that I'm taking. But like uh, liposomal glutathione is on that list every single day, mainly because I'm always trying to figure out ways to love my liver. I'm a big fan of loving the liver, and so I'm sure you are too. Agreed. Yeah, I take the liposomal glutathione too. It tastes bad. Mine is like it in a liquid. Oh, it tastes so bad. Oh, oh my gosh. But it feels like it's really doing its job. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Well, one of the other things that I recommend magnesium for for women as well, and usually magnesium citrate is for, you know, and not to say that we shouldn't figure out why we're struggling with constipation, but I'm recommending that a lot for, for constipation. I, I have a feeling I haven't had the opportunity to look at the book personally. I just finished the CBD book that you wrote after we had you on the show, but is that a, a natural recommendation that you recommend for people? I find that we are struggling with chronic constipation everywhere. So many people, so many people, especially when I travel, I'm like, clutching the magnesium citrate. And there have been actually a clinical trial showing that, I think it was like middle-aged women showing that supplementing with magnesium citrate like improved their bowel movement frequency and all of that. So the science on that is really good. And it really just, it does what it needs to do, drawing water into intestines and getting things moving. And it's a really natural way to do it. You know, magnesium is already in our body. It's virtually side effect free. Like you do want to sort of start low and sort of inch up. You can take too much. We'll just say that. <laughs> but uh, I've done that. 
But magnesium citrate is a is a really good choice for constipation. Magnesium oxalate, and I'm having a a brain fog moment too. I will remember it in 20 seconds, but those ones are a little bit, they're sort of like the cheapest forms of magnesium. And while they're an okay choice, if you, you know, are on a budget and you can really figure out your perfect, you know, dose every day, those ones can definitely give you diarrhea if you take too much. I love that you travel with it as well. So we definitely travel with it. I don't know what it is. The second my body gets on a plane, the second my body knows I'm going anywhere near the airport, it's like, uh uh-oh. And it's not like I eat any different when I'm on the road, but everything just shifts in terms of my gut. It's just like, oh no, we're, we're getting on a plane. And so I always travel with magnesium everywhere I go just for the just in case. Same. And I do magnesium. Like I have a powdered magnesium that I just put into a giant water bottle that I drink like on the plane. And then I also am obsessed with like topical magnesium chloride spray. So I have a little travel size, one of those. Tell me a little bit about, because I've never done a magnesium powder girl. I just love to have all of my pills in one bottle. So tell me a little bit about that because I've, and I've had a lot of readers and, and people reach out to me and talk to me about loving their magnesium powder do you find that's just an easy way to transport it or to take it with you? Talk to me a little bit about the, I don't know if there's any difference per se, it's just maybe the mechanism in which you like to, to consume it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I just am taking too many capsules every day. And I love when I can take something in a different format. Like I love trying to get my turmeric through golden milk lattes. You know, I love, you know, when I can take something topically or under my tongue or, you know, rub it into my skin. So, but I should preface it by saying that the science on like how well magnesium absorbs through your skin is a little bit shaky. So if someone has like a true magnesium deficiency and they want to try it for migraines or constipation or something like go with a classic supplement capsule or a powder that you, you know, drink to me, topical magnesium is a little bit more self-care oriented. So I'll do Epsom salt baths. Epsom salts, a lot of people don't know this, but they're actually just magnesium sulfate salts. So I do a lot of Epsom salt baths. And then I have a little, like I just said, a travel size of magnesium chloride spray, which I just spray on my feet, like before I get on a flight or before bed. And I notice a, a really nice difference in my sleep quality when I take that. So while it's sort of like, you know, there are some studies showing it, it can absorb some studies showing it doesn't, I find it really helpful. And the best part about magnesium is that it's really reasonably priced. It is very reasonably priced. I actually have it in with an essential oil blend, kind of like a, with lavender and cedarwood. And then it's just all in a little roller. And I take that with me for bedtime and it works. And I don't know if it's a combination or maybe it's just the oil, but I love it. And it works for me to note a little bit about the, the Epsom salt baths, you know, you know, we can speak a lot to that and how important that is. One of the biggest reasons why I love, 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 love Epsom salt baths is because of the detox properties that we can experience from that. And usually I'm putting essential oils in there too. Sometimes I'm putting apple cider vinegar, but there was something that I just learned and I don't know how I didn't know this before, but you got to put in a lot of Epsom salts. So recommended at least three to four cups. I was doing a cup in my big old bathtub. And so I definitely have stepped up the magnesium, the Epsom salts, like I'm dumping half a bag into my, into my bath. And luckily it's, they're not that expensive. They, they can be, yeah, they're, they're really cheap. And that sort of makes sense now that why they're sold in such a giant bag, because you really do like, you need, like I put two to three cups in my bathtub and it's small. 
So yeah, you really do need it that to be really, the water to be really concentrated with magnesium. So don't just sort of sprinkle some in really sprinkling here. Like yeah, dump, dump. looking for for a dump method. (laughs) And I just didn't know. And I'm thinking about all of my books with all of my recipes in it. And I'm just like, Oh, it was, I think about a month after my last book got published that I was like, oh my gosh, this is just way too small of an amount. So I'm glad we are clearing the air here. So for those who are officially dump it into your water and you know, there's so many benefits to doing an Epsom salt bath, but detoxification, relaxation, muscle support, those are all the the big ones for me. Yeah. It's my go-to after like a tough workout. It's a really nice Epsom salt bath or like I actually do it now in the morning before I, I travel, which is like a morning bath is very luxurious, but it is, but it's really helpful just because, you know, you get so achy and sort of sore and stiff when you're sitting on a plane and it really helps. Well, let's be honest. Planes are straight toxic. You know, there's so much there's, I'm not trying to scare people, but just be mindful, drink a lot of water. And do your best to really kind of reset the system. I mean, people sometimes tell you to take activated charcoal and all kinds of stuff, you know, because you're getting on the plane. But I just recommend at least drinking a lot of water when you're up there. So that is my recommendation. I'm not going to go into all the all the detox recommendations for flying. It's just all it's a lot of work. A part of me is just like, I can't do all that. I'm just going to get on this plane and get off this plane and keep it fast as I can. Yeah, exactly. You know, we talked about some of the benefits of magnesium. I know that it can be very difficult to test magnesium. We talked about that because so often it's actually in our tissues. How do we figure out? Is it just that we're feeling crappy and maybe it's one of the first things that we should try? Yeah, I think the best way to do it with magnesium is because it's not that expensive. It's just take it for a month, you know, take it, try it and see what happens because the symptoms are a little bit vague. Like they all have those similarities, like that hyper irritability thing, but it really is. If you're struggling with, you know, headaches or cramps or menstrual cramps, things like that, just try it out and see if it works, you know, constipation, just test it out and be consistent about it for, you know, and I love doing that because it's like, if I try this supplement and I do it for 60 days religiously and it doesn't work, I feel like I can just move on to the next thing instead of sort of always wondering whether or not that was it. Agreed. Well, and as we were talking about earlier, that magnesium plays such a big role in so many different reactions and processes inside of the body. We are burning through magnesium at a really quick rate. There's a good chance that we're probably not eating enough greens to get magnesium into the system fast enough. Um, As we talked about there being a lack of nutrients and minerals in our soil and that we're probably most likely people aren't eating enough greens. I mean, girl, it's still, it's still reported that the average adult eats 1.2 servings of fruits and vegetables every single day and ketchup and fried potatoes make that list. And I bet a lot of people, those that's where they're getting it too. That's pretty, yeah. Veggies are so important, but other high magnesium foods, dark chocolate. Yes. Yes. Pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, almonds, leafy greens like spinach, Swiss chard, salmon, yogurt. Magnesium's in a lot of really delicious, healthy foods. But most likely you're probably going to need to also supplement it. Yeah. Especially if you think you, you know, if you're taking a medication that might deplete magnesium, if you have a gut issue, if you've been on birth control, things like that, that are sort of pushing you a little bit over that threshold. Now, when 
I, this is a question I get a lot. So people are at whole foods or at us wherever they're at, and they are looking for magnesium and they're just like, oh my gosh, I have no idea which one of these to buy. Why are and there a hundred options? A hundred different options of magnesium. I usually steer people to magnesium glycinate and I we're writing up an article. I clearly, they can get the book talking about the different types of magnesium, but can you, let's say someone is in the shelf. Is there, is there one particular type of magnesium and goodness knows, maybe that is way too simple that we could feel safe doing or using, or does it really depend on what our symptoms are? I would say for the everyday consumer who's, you know, not working directly with, you know, if you're working directly with an integrated functional medicine doctor, follow their recommendation. But if you're just wanting to try it, magnesium glycinate is the best choice. It's just the one that all the doctors recommend. It's like the gold standard. It has really high, it's like bioavailability. It's very absorbable. And if you take too much, it won't give you diarrhea. So it's sort of the safest bet with virtually no downside. The only exception to that is if you're taking it for constipation, because since magnesium glycinate doesn't cause loose stools, it's also not going to help with constipation. So in that case, go for a magnesium citrate. Amen, sister. I got both in the cool. house. <laughs> okay. So anything else that we should know, any little tidbit about magnesium that we should know? I've got a couple more questions I want to ask you specifically about supplements, but I want to make sure that we, we kind of cover this in depth. I know we, I feel like we, we did a pretty good job, but I feel like you're more the expert on this than I am. I feel like we did a really good job. The only thing I would say is, well, two small things. First is with supplements in general, just make sure you're buying from a brand that you trust that's you know testing their products for potency, purity, and any contamination because that does happen, unfortunately. And the second thing, and I write about this a lot in the book, is if your stress levels are out of control, magnesium may sort of take the edge off, but it's not going to. You really have to take a, cold, like a hard look at your lifestyle and ask yourself, like, can I live like this? Is this sustainable? how is stress affecting my, my life? Chronic stress is connected to like nine out of 10 of the leading causes of death directly. Like it's, it's a really serious thing and we can't magnesium our way out of it. Yes. And I was going to say that. People say um, that a lot. I have a quote. Um, usually I talk to people and say, you can't green smoothie your way out of chronic stress. Cause I find that people are like, well, I'm eating so healthy. And I'm like, yeah, but you aren't dealing with your crap, like all the stuff. And I was going to say, yeah, you can't magnesium your way out of out of chronic stress. You're absolutely right. You can't supplement your way out of it. I know because I tried. I don't know if you ever tried. That. I've tried to. <laughs> no, you got to deal with your stuff. <laughs> I think on average, we go into sympathetic nervous system dominance 50 times a day. 50 times a day on average. That is so crazy to me. Like, and so often it's very unconscious. And then it just depletes us so many times, so much. Okay, so that is such a big message. You guys heard it from somebody else, not me. You know, <laughs> you cannot magnesium your way through chronic stress. Gretchen, what other supplements are you taking, girl? Which ones are you like, oh my gosh, these are the bees knees? Because let's be honest, as a former health editor for Mind Body Green, I can't even imagine how many supplements or like concepts around supplements came across your desk every single day. Yeah, I've tried them all. I mean, maybe not all because, you know, there are a lot, but You're like, I've I won't even try that. <laughs> and I've been lucky enough to be able to do like a lot of my favorite articles at Mind Buddy Green where the I tried it 
posts where I got to try something personally and like have a consult with this doctor or ask them like my personal questions. You know, we all love to, you know, figure our health stuff out and then try it and write about it. And I've sort of tailored mine. Like I take vitamin D in the winter, all winter. I take like 10,000 IUs of it a day. So I really hit myself hard in the winter. In the summer, I back off a little bit. I take a doctor that I love, Jolene Brighton, who I think you know. You probably yeah, her. Yeah. She recommended that I take omega threes and curcumin, but just in the second half of my cycle, which I found really helpful. And it's so nice because I feel great in the first half of my cycle. I'm like energized. I feel amazing every day. And then the second half, I like, you know, fall a little bit off the deep end. So I do like, I hit those like pretty hard in the last half. And I found that really helpful. I take my liposomal glutathione, even though it tastes terrible. I take a multivitamin when I'm traveling and I really love, like I have this multivitamin powder from period capsulations that goes in my smoothies in the morning and it tastes like vanilla bean and it's so delicious. And I'm very picky about powders. So I found that one and I'm like, amazing. Yes. Yeah. I take a probiotic, but not all the time. I sort of switch on and off with my probiotics. Definitely if I've been taking medications or anything like that, I'll get on a probiotic, but I try really hard to do like yogurts and fermented foods as much as possible. How about digestive enzymes? Are you taking any digestive enzymes? Yeah. And I have ones that are specific for dairy and gluten that I like clutch while I travel. I was in Italy late last year and it was like, those were my go-to and I love those. And I still, I'm a little bit old school. I still do a lot of times a splash of apple cider vinegar before a meal. I just find that Girl, really that helps. is old school. I'll tell you That's what. old school, but I like it. I set the tone for the entire day, but I don't, I don't set myself up for multiple times during the day for it. I love that. Yeah. I just put a little bit, a little splash in like probably three ounces of cold water and drink it. And before I eat and I think I have a little bit of a sluggish digestion and I think it just helps me digest easier. And then I take my methylated B vitamins, which I'm obsessed with. Absolutely. And can you speak a little bit towards, you know, I know people don't necessarily understand. We talk about activated B vitamins or methylated B vitamins, you know, those being the types of B vitamins that we really should be taking. Can you speak a little bit to, you know, why we should be mindful about more a synthetic derived or an unmethylated or unactivated B vitamin? I think it's just all about, and this trips a lot of people up with supplements, it's just taking a form that's the best for your body to use right away. And that's basically, you know, what methylated B vitamins do is that they just provide the exact, you know, vitamins go through all of these transformations in your body to get to a place where you can really utilize them. And sometimes you need to take one, not in the way that you would get it in your food necessarily, but sort of one that's already transformed to a place where your body can just grab it and use it right away. Right. So the more bioavailability so that we can just put it into place immediately, whereas having your body try to figure out what to do with it in order to be able to utilize it. Do you have a favorite place that you like to get your activated B vitamins? I use the ones from Thorn. Methylated B vitamins are kind of expensive, but before I was taking them, I just felt like I sort of fell victim to all these just like aches and pains and health woes, you know, and they just sort of made me less vulnerable to all of that. I would say if you're one of those people who feels like I'm just so sensitive to everything, why is something, why are things always going wrong in my body? First, look at your stress levels and second, get tested for that. 
Well, especially for women with hormone, you know, we're looking at thinking about hormone metabolism, estrogen metabolism, you know, all of that that's happening inside of the liver and your liver is desperate for methylated B vitamins in order to get phase two liver detoxification pathways running and open. So often a lot of us are struggling with phase two liver detoxification pathways. And I think you know, methylated B vitamins really change the game. There are definitely other other supplements that you can take, but because methylated B vitamins play so many other roles in the body, it's just kind of one of those safe bets that you are knocking out hundreds and hundreds of birds with one stone. Totally. I love your regimen and I'm glad you're taking, I am such a digestive enzyme nerd. And I honestly think everyone should be taking digestive enzymes at this point because of, you know, just like you said, everyone's dealing with some type of gut issue one way or the other. And why wouldn't we want a little bit of help when it comes to breaking down our food, especially if you're at a restaurant and you, maybe you are gluten intolerant or you're being, or you're gluten sensitive or dairy or whatever that may be. And it can be really difficult to know exactly what's in your food, or maybe you're not breaking down lipids and fats as well. So I love, sometimes I love a digestive enzyme that's got ox bile in it so that if you're having any fat malabsorption issues, you can, you can get some assistance there. Totally. Yeah. Love digestive enzymes. Gretchen, honey, any other regarding supplements or anything that you absolutely love in the supplement world that you want to mention before we take off? I guess I would say like as the health editor, you know, former health editor at MBG, there are always studies coming out that are the headlines in all the newspapers are, there was a study that came out, I think last year that was like, omega-3s are BS. Don't take them. Or, you know, there are some studies that are like multivitamins don't work, don't take them. But you really have to look at the details of those studies. And most of them don't even have any requirements for the type of multivitamin people are taking, how often, how consistently they're taking them. Like you really need to, if you see a headline like that, just dig a little bit deeper. Because while there are some supplements that haven't been studied very well, there's a lot of research that sort of pseudo debunk supplements that I think just doesn't really hold up. So, you know, just dig a little bit deeper. That's what I would say, because I think, you know, the media loves to sensationalize things one way or the other and do a little bit more investigating is what I'd say. Agreed. And on the topic of that, you know, one of the things that you'd mentioned, I think in anything that we're taking for our health and wellness, that we should absolutely always go and do our research, you know, find a company that you like, you know, maybe look at reviews for what you see there. Although sometimes reviews can be a bit challenging as well, but just make sure that you're going out and doing your research. Um, when it comes to, you know, I can, I know how hard it can be to be at a nutrition store or whole foods or a grocery store, maybe even target. I don't know. And trying to decide what supplements to take. I would say that's the one recommendation as well is is this to, as always, we should really just be proactive and doing our research. Just talking about the supplements that we're taking, I think about all the different companies. I take Pure Encapsulations, I take Thorn, but there's definitely other ones that I take as well. It just really depends on, on the supplement. It really varies. I don't just use one particular supplement line for all of my supplements. Totally, totally. Doing some research. And I think some really good signs if you're evaluating a supplement company is if it's a big supplement company, they really should be investing in research in some way and also consumer education. And they should have those sort of arms on their website, you know, within their company. And I think that's a really good sign that you're headed in the right direction. 
because that's that's the probably the big one of the other biggest questions I get so often is what you want me to take this where do I get it you know they want to know what I'm recommending for good reason I mean so and clearly there are places I can steer people to that I feel confident in but if you're listening and you're not necessarily connected to one of us that would be our our best advice when it comes to that and I will say on the heels of what you said Gretchen as well that as a practitioner and looking at so many labs over the years and seeing how we're struggling, we are lacking a lot of vitamins, essential vitamins, essential minerals, very specific and necessary antioxidants. And so it's, we're just at a place today. I feel like where it's some sort of supplementation is necessary. And I wouldn't be taking, believe me, I wouldn't sign up for all these supplements if I didn't think I absolutely needed to take them because it's a lot of supplements to swallow every single day. I feel like I'm like, I can do like four at once now though. It's just like down the hatchet. (laughs) I can do about three to four at once. And it all depends on the size. You know, some some of those big mamma jamma ones, I'm like, okay, maybe two at at a time here. And there's all kinds of wonderful techniques to take supplements if you struggle with it. Clearly some like Gretchen, you are doing, you're actually adding them to your smoothies, which I love, love, love. And I add all kinds of yummy, goody things to my smoothies, including maca and matcha. Although those aren't necessarily supplement supplements, they're really fun to add. So thank you so much, my dear, for jumping on. We, I know you're going to have the first chapter for your magnesium book as a little gift. You guys are going to love, love, love this. But Gretchen, where else can we find you? Where else can we, we tuck into to your information, to what you're getting into, your expertise? Yeah. So my website is just GretchenLittaker.com. And then my Instagram is at Gretchen.Amanda. And you can find me on there. I have a, you know, a message thing on my, my website and if you guys have any questions, you can reach out. And my website is where I will have the, the first chapter there for you guys to download. So hope you like it. And thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. My pleasure. It's so fun to connect with you. You're oh, just you're such a bright light in this space. And so thank you so much, honey, for sharing your brilliance once again with me. Thank you. Bye, honey. Bye. Have you ever tried to add magnesium to your daily supplement routine? And if you have, what have you experienced so far? Let me know on Instagram, in my DMs. I would love to hear about your experiences. I personally take magnesium every single day. It has been a game change, and I know how important it is to ensure that we have that supplement in our bodies at all times. So often, supplements and those particular minerals are working behind the scenes in hundreds and hundreds of reactions. So you may not even necessarily notice a big difference, but let me tell you, we run through certain supplements and nutrients, vitamins, minerals so quickly that it's important to consistently replenish. Now, I also want to invite you to check out Gretchen's book, Magnesium Everyday Secrets. I think it's amazing. If you wanted to dive into the world of magnesium and understand more how to leverage it for your own personal benefit, then this is the book for you. I also want to mention that at the beginning of the show, I created this epic top 11 supplement guide for you to access. This is one of my favorite supplement resources and it's everything that you could possibly want when it comes to dialing in what's gonna work well for your hormone balance. Now the link to all of this is gonna be in the show notes for episode 113 or you can head to my website at drmarisa.com slash podcast and just pull up the episode 113 and grab all the goodies. I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. You are the reason why I do this a couple times a week. Now, on the next episode, 
I am personally coming back with my own solo episode, and I just love to do solo episodes for you. I get to really dive into the research and create something awesome, and I'm so excited to bring you a hormone action plan. So what I'm going to be sharing is 14 days to reset your hormones naturally, and let me tell you, we have had thousands and thousands of women literally shift their hormones in 14 days and I can't wait to lay it out for you so that you've got an action plan that feels easy. Well, you know how much I love easing grace. So tune on into the next episode. Until then, have an amazing day.